Welcome to The Goddess and the Medicine Woman with Melissa McHugh and Sydney Decker. In this episode, we talk about the difference between complaining and expressing frustration. Our biggest fan, Michelle Colvert, joins in with her point of view, moving through this human journey with love and laughter. So come on in and join the conversation. Hi, Sydney Decker. Hi, Melissa McHugh. What's going on? <laughs> it's my birthday eve. Whoop, whoop. Raise and the roof. I Raise the roof. Have been going through what is an internal, I don't know. It feels very interesting internally. Yeah. There's so many things going on. Everyone's like, it's going to be fine. You're going to wake up the next day and still be fine. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But you're not me who lives a very internal spiritual life. And I literally am about to walk through a portal and I can feel it. Right. I had a mental <laughs> breakdown yesterday. And I was full of anger and rage and sadness and this and that. And I just realized I have been through a lot in the last 10 years. A yeah, because yesterday we were kind of like looking back and moving through a lot of your life. And it has been a lot. You know, it's definitely been a lot. I moved to Pittsburgh. My dad died. My uncle died. My grandmother died. I started my business. I started a podcast. I wrote a book. I kept dating the same type of not good for me guy. Like there, I tried to take my own life. Someone sent me to jail. Like it was like a big boom went to of college. 10 years. <laughs> I went to college. I graduated early. I forget yeah. to tell people that. Yeah. I'm that smart. <laughs> You've been through a lot of stuff. I know. And it is, you know, up to 30, you know, that's like. It's a lot of time. A lot of things can happen. Yeah. You know, it was that, all very, and I changed from who I was looking back at my 20-year-old self to my 30-year-old self. Holy crap. Yeah. Completely different people. Oh, yeah. Completely I different. Know. I used to tell people that all the time. Like, between 18 and 25 to 30, it's like you're not even going to recognize yourself. So you know, don't worry that much about it. You're going to learn so much. And then, nah, I'm not going to be that much different. It's like, no, you don't just don't know. Oh, yeah. Especially after difference. 25, a lot of major changes happen. Yeah. Oh, and I'm breaking patterns and I'm breaking cycles. And 30-year-old me is going to be loved correctly by myself, the world, and others. That's what yeah. I, my intention is because I spent a lot of time in my 20s and even before that just allowing a lot of bullshit that from myself and others that I'm just not going to allow I just the next decade of mine is going to be my soft era my gentle era an era of loving myself not giving an f what anyone thinks put myself out there yeah. so if you thought you knew me you're gonna have to reintroduce <laughs> yourself because <laughs> and that's where I'm at so birthday eve <laughs> yay and yeah, it's actually today. the first time my family is going to be celebrating me and i couldn't tell you the last time yeah i don't remember I, the last time we had an actual birthday party because you've been away well even i never had time. a i've never had a graduation party i didn't have a college graduation party right. uh the last time that i was back for a birthday party i made my brother throw me a birthday party was when i was 25 okay and right. I made him throw a fire at his house. Yeah. yeah. That was the last time. It's going to be epic. It's going to be great. We'll take pictures. 
Great. Put it on our Patreon community for all to see. <laughs> I'm still not a fan of pictures unless I'm taking them myself. But I know, but you'll have to get over that in your 30s because you love yourself no matter what, right? Yep. That's what you're trying to get. Awesome. Well, as uh, some of you can see, if you're on Patreon and the video, um, we have a a special special guest um, with us today. <laughs> we have and our um, number one fan, and our she is our number one fan. We've talked about her before in um, lots of different podcasts. We mention her name either by name or we say things about her that <laughs> you mm. might not even know we're talking about her. But she is. She is our number one fan. She's been our follower and our cheerleader from the beginning. And um, it's Michelle Cover, and she has her own business. We want to talk to her about that and everything that she does. And we just kind of, you know, we have like a little bit of a mishmash and something we kind of wanted to talk about today. Um, and we wanted to get somebody else's, you know, opinion, somebody else sitting in with us on all that, too. So we asked her to come on and, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> to come out and just jump in and just whatever. So she's bebopping down. That she wasn't prepared. I'm just like, Michelle, come on. She's like, okay, I'm here. And she says, I, it's going to be out there for everyone. Yeah. And we said, <laughs> yes, it is. Everyone in the world is going to hear all about it. <laughs> in 23 different countries. That's right. Wow. And we're excited. I'm going to be it. a star. <laughs> You're already a star in our hearts, there, lady. <laughs> But I also did want to talk about, because we're doing our affiliate program as well, and we're going to continue that. And I did want to talk about um, one of the teas that I drink, and it's really amazing, and it's called uh, Ticino, and it's T-E-E-C-C-I-N-O, Dandelion Dark Roast Organic Tea. And what I love about it is because I can't drink coffee anymore because the caffeine just makes me insane, like literally insane. Um, so I, and I love tea. I do, but sometimes, man, people around me are drinking coffee, and I'm like, oh, if I could just have a cup of coffee, I would be so happy, you know? And this is the only thing that I've found that comes close to actual coffee, like a dark roast coffee. And it's a dandelion root tea. It also has, um, what's I have in it? Let me look here. It has carob chicory, and uh, Ramon seeds. And I'm not sure what that is. And then they have like a uh, natural coffee flavoring as well. But if like, you know, you're doing like a certain diet that tells you that they want you to stop drinking coffee, this is great for that. Or if you're somebody that just wants to cut back on your caffeine, it's really amazing. So I'm going to put the uh, the link in the show notes about that. And it's tea chino, roasted herbal tea, dandelion dark roast. And I love it. Yeah, and dandelion is actually good to support your liver. Yep, exactly. Yep, so I wanted to talk about that. And I also want to talk about, um, we've been getting some uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing. We have so many really good reviews over on uh, Apple. And we got a review the other day. And what it said was, the uh, at the top, it said mixed bag. And it said, love the topic and the intention of the show. And you can tell both women are very sincerely into making the world a better place. That said, the episode I listened to had a fair bit of complaining. 
And that kind of made me think, I'm like, oh, okay. First of all, I thought, oh, I wish I knew what episode that this person was talking about. Because then I could go back and just be like, oh, wow, you know, what's in it? Like what, you know, kind of review a little bit. But other other than that, it was just kind of like, I think the word complaining, I just thought, really complaining? Do we complain? Are we complainers? Do we sometimes show up as, you know, we're complaining? And or do they just mean the voicing a strong opinion about something? You know, a lot of times, yeah. I have an opinion about stuff. Um, we talk about it. We get very passionate about different things that are going on in our lives and how maybe we don't agree with certain things. Um, and I think that that's part of being human. And sometimes it's what you do when you're frustrated. Um, because human beings who are showing up authentically Sometimes go on tangents. I think our, our very last episode was uh, pretty much a tangent. We got on there. We were both feeling very passionate about things that day. And we, you could say we were ranting maybe a little bit. I don't know. I guess it's all perception. Um, you know, we swear. We tell off-color jokes sometimes that might offend other people. We cry. We have tantrums. We grumble. We poop. We sing. I've never pooped on the podcast. <laughs> I've We're not never... going to poop on the podcast. We will almost promise that that it will never occur. <laughs> I can never promise anything for sure, but we're hopefully not going to do that. <laughs> you know, but we I do get say, what you mean. We're human beings. Yeah, we're freaking human beings. You know, we meditate. We love deeply. We hurt other people. We hurt ourselves. We teach. We learn. We grow. We have dark thoughts. You know, you get it, right? And so if you're if you come across somebody who doesn't do all of those things and who's happy all the time and never gets angry, frustrated, run quickly in the other direction because there's something wrong with that person or they're pretending they're not living authentically because, you know, we all do these things, you know, and I know there are there are spiritual people out there. I've come across a few who are all love and light, who if you ask them, oh, no, everything's lovely. I've gotten to a place of complete peace. I'm calling bullshit on that. It's not the truth. It's not the truth of being a human being. You know, we go up to the top of the mountain, and if we sit there alone, sure, we could be in complete and total peace. But when we come back down the other side of the mountain and back into the human race, into this human you know, being, then these things are going to occur, you know, and Sydney and I have these conversations every day, um, not just on Mondays. These are our daily conversations. And the only difference is that we, on Mondays, we come together um, and we push record. And so our listeners get our authentic views, um, the authentic, you know, the view into our thoughts, basically, and our hopes and dreams and, uh, Tra tragedies and triumphs and so um, we're not holding anything back and you know no subject is really taboo with us we don't want to come on and offend we're not one of those uh you know i i have listened to a few you know like shock jock shows or whatever i mean we're not looking to offend anybody you know that's for sure and some days we feel good and some days we don't feel good and some days you know we show up and we're just like oh <laughs> the world but, you know, we show up no matter what's going on in our lives. And 
the good and the messy. And, um, but it's always, you know, coming from a place of, from a place in our hearts, you know, and sometimes we believe that things just, you know, suck, but we're, we're moving through this podcast with the intention of helping others, um, who listen as well as helping ourselves. And we're not going to edit, you know, any of that. So if part of being human is sometimes coming on and voicing a strong opinion or or complaining, whatever you might want to call it, you know, that's what we're going to do. So that's my, um, my monologue on that. And that's how I, I kind of feel about that, you know, cause we're not trying to wrap up, you know, our lives or this, this thing and a nice little spiritual bow for people, you know, we're moving through our journeys um, in hopes that it helps somebody else while we're helping ourselves. So that's all I have to say about that. For me on, um, I don't know if the word complaining would be a, 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 a good word to explain things that we talk about, but I think that there's a difference between complaining. Complaining is looking at something, complaining about it, and doing nothing. And here we are bringing things that are going on in our lives, and we're upset about some of them, and we're frustrated about some of them, and we are looking at the situation, and we're calling it for what it is, because certain things in this society and how it's operated is frustrating. And if we, like the one thing that I've been told a lot in my life is it's the way it is, just it's how it's always been. And there are people out there that are complaining and then they say, it's the way it is. It's just how it's always been and nothing is changing. So to me, I'm voicing things that are frustrating to me that I'm actively working on changing within myself. So I'm not complaining, but in this world right now, it's actually important for us to look at something and rather than complaining about it and saying, this sucks and this is whatever, but I'll just keep going with it and I'll complain every day about it. No, I'm waking up and I'm choosing to not work a nine to five job. So I'm not complaining. I'm choosing to start an own business. I'm choosing to be an entrepreneur. I'm choosing to do the shadow work. I'm choosing to do the journaling work. I'm choosing to do the meditation. I'm choosing to have tough conversations. I'm choosing to show up in a podcast and talk about things that are frustrating to me. But I'm not complaining. Because I'm doing work on myself to up-level and evolve out of that. And I can only do so much. So I'm bringing some of my frustrations to the public whoever decides to join in on the conversation in hopes of voicing some of my frustrations because what my frustrations are as a human being in this collective world, I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with them, but they don't want to sound like they're complaining. They don't want to come across because maybe they're a people pleaser. So they just want to go with the status quo because it feels safer for them. I'm someone that has been bursting out of bubbles and bursting through walls and bursting through mental perspectives and, entrapments within my own self and guess what that starts with getting frustrated it starts with getting angry and it starts about talking about it and doing something different so when I heard the word complaining it 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 got me thinking about you know maybe I do rant about things because I'm frustrated by certain things in our collective that need to be talked about right now 
that we need to be frustrated with because it's our anger and our frustration that is going to allow a change to take place because that's what anger and frustration is. It's saying something here is not right. Something here needs to change. A boundary was crossed. I'm not feeling supported. I'm not feeling safe. I'm not feeling good. Something needs to be different here. And so when I come on this podcast, I'm looking to voice my frustrations to people in a safe space for those who are aligned with what it is that I talk about, because in a way, I'm hoping that I'm voicing your frustrations. I'm hoping to give you a way because what I talk about here, I have little mini conversations with clients, friends, family that are all frustrated by the same things. But at the end of their thing, they say, well, what are we going to do about it? There's nothing to do. And I don't know. And it's like that if we just sit there, then we're just complaining. But I feel like here we're evolving and we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. I'm just really putting that out there because if we don't talk about it, nothing will change. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I don't view myself as complaining do you get on here and hear me a little frustrated and a little angry and a little upset about some things? Yeah. But after I sign off and log off here, I go and I sit and I journal and I meditate and I call someone that I love and we work through it. Like yesterday when I had that whole, I was enraged because I had 10 years or 30 years of rage filtering through me because I know I need to do something different this decade. It feels very, very personal. It feels very, very real for me. So I need to let myself know what I'm done with, what I'm frustrated about. So that way I can decide to move away from that. Or I could have called you every hour complaining, this and that, and this, and, and, and that's not what I'm doing. So I think that maybe the a different word than complaining would be ideal. Yeah. Maybe they're very passionate yeah. about some of the topics that they discuss, <laughs> right. yeah. or maybe they have a very particular viewpoint on certain things. Um, but my favorite thing about having a podcast is you're tuning in because you want to. And so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep talking about what I'm talking about because I know what my intention is. And I know that we need to have these conversations and that we need to get frustrated and we need to get upset. And I'm not going to ever let anyone tell me that I'm being too sensitive, too dramatic, or I'm complaining or overreacting because look at the state of the world and you tell me if I'm too sensitive, dramatic, or, over or complaining. Just look around. That's all I have to say. And that's my monologue. Yeah. Do you have a monologue, Michelle, that you wanted to share with the public? <laughs> no. <laughs> How about just with us? <laughs> um, I agree with with you guys and your podcast has helped me with that along with talking to you guys personally. Um, I always thought on my journey, you did have to be all love and light and nothing bother you. So I always thought, oh, I'm doing something wrong all the time. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why don't I feel like this? But then listening to you guys talk and quote unquote, complain helped me to see we have to sit in our emotions and work them out 
and then they like dissipate. They just not go away so much, but there's no power left in them. And that has helped me, especially this last month where I had two tragedies like in my life and it helped me to get a perspective on those instead of complaining and being, whoa, always me. And I'll just complain about it and complain about it. I looked when I was crying and when I was saying, why did this happen and stuff? It helped me work through and I use the tools that I have been provided in my life to get out of that like victim kind of a mentality sort of where it wasn't happening to me. It was happening for me and, and looking, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, that well but um i don't believe it's complaining like sydney said if you complain about something and then you just keep doing the same thing over and over that's a different story than complaining and working through your feelings and fixing kind of like the problem i mean that's how i feel about it yeah. I mean, cause we're human beings and that's the whole, the whole thing is that <clears throat> we have to work through these things. We start off maybe with a frustration, right? And then we say, okay, well, I'm frustrated about this. Is there anything I can do right now to, can I remove myself from the situation? Can I change something about it? And if yes, great. And if I can't, then, um, then I decide to stay and then I can, but I can then always work through you know what I mean? Like if I have an emotion about something, if I am angry, um, there's just a lot of different ways in things like you're saying that we can work on ourselves, but we also have to feel all the feelings that we're, that we're moving through. You know? Yes. Yes. And that's what I never did before was I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to, and I dumbed myself down and now feeling those feelings kind of sucks a lot of the time but instead of dumbing yourself down for months and years at a time you work through the feelings and a couple weeks you know and I'm not going to say you're like out of it and you're like all sunshine and love and light but it's less of a hurt and it took me a long time to be able to just sit with my feelings and say, okay, you know, what is this? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? And then just kind of sit with it and work with it. And it's miraculous how it works. And so now I don't need to have, you know, 12 beers to feel good again. And it's, it's a nice feeling to be able to do that for yourself, you know, with meditation and, and tapping and just sitting and just maybe listening to music or doing something that makes you feel really good. The other night I just sat outside by the fire and just stared at the fire. 
I mean, it was so relaxing. It, I fell asleep in the chair, (laughs) (laughs) but it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. And I agree. And I think that, I mean, our society is very mental based. So the idea of love and light is I'm supposed to be so nice and always do the right thing and to give myself and sacrifice myself for everyone else. And what true love and light that I'm learning is, is that space within you that allows you to feel your feelings. That's what love and light is. It's, it's that light that creates that peace of those feelings. Because when you have light that you can shine on those dark areas, it's not doing necessarily anything for another person, but it's when you allow yourself to get upset, to get angry, to be honest and real with yourself about how you're feeling, take that to the light, transmute it, then you're naturally more of a loving person. Because you're not a victim to the world. You're not a victim to other people. You're not even a victim to your own feelings anymore. And they're not being suppressed and stored within you that you feel like you have to go and drink 12 beers to numb it away. That, to me, is true love and light. It is, I love myself. So I'm going to sit here as uncomfortable as I am, like I did yesterday, and I'm going to, I mean, I had like images in my mind where I'm like slicing people, people are bleeding, screaming, there's fires like in my brain. Like I just was feeling so much anger and so much rage and like everything was on fire because it literally inside of me needed to be. I needed to set fire to that old way of operating and to those patterns that I was allowing that I haven't been able to address. And then I sat there and I wrote six pages of the people that have hurt me and how I remembered that they hurt me. And then I burned it because that's what I needed to do. I took my darkness and I gave it to the light. And then today I woke up and those memories are there, but they don't have as much of an energetic charge because now I'm in control of my love and my light. And now I know who I'm going to interact with and who I'm not going to interact with because I got honest and real. Was it, did I sit there and complain about how they hurt me? Did I see myself as a victim? Did I, no, but did I cry because there was a reality of the pain that I was acting like I was love and light and it's fine? Because I'm such, I used to do that all the time, especially with boys that I dated. I would just go immediately to the, they would like literally like do the most awful thing. And I would mean to go go to love and light. Well, I understand because of their trauma and they're this and they're that. And my boundaries kept being crossed over and over and over and over and over because I was trying to be the love and light person. And then guess what they thought? Sid's just going to let me get away with whatever I want because she's love and light. There was no true authentic love and light in that because I was self-sacrificing. I was a victim. I was blaming. I was giving myself and my authority away to the external. And then I guess who then I was complaining. And then I would call everyone up and be like, <laughs> they're doing this, this, and this. Yeah. But I was allowing them. So I had to be real about that with myself yesterday. Not only did these people hurt me, but I allowed this pattern to continue in my life. So to me, true love and light is being 
honest with yourself. And sometimes it's telling that person who you love so much, I'm going to have to love you from afar because I'm choosing to give myself love and light right now. And that means I cannot interact with you. And you think too, a lot of the times the love and light, people are assuming that that means external. We're working in the external world, in the outer world, when we really need to be turning the love and light inward, which is the the deeper work that I think it's, it's the more important work to me. It used to be like, oh, I need to shine my light out here. I need to love everybody around me to the detriment of myself a lot of the times, right? So instead of you know, thinking of doing the loving work out here, it's always inside first. And I think people forget that or they don't even know that. I think that's just not the knowledge. It's kind of like, you know, the whole Jesus thing, wherever, you know, a lot of people believe that he was talking about the external world when he was talking about the inner world, you know, so I just think that that kind of gets messed up a little bit in people's minds. And I always say to people, I I don't know if it was on a recent podcast or what, but this has just been coming to me more and more. Everything is like when you're, we're all here having our experiences and we all seem like we're external, but we're all feeling something, right? Like maybe one of us is feeling hungry or tired or whatever. We all are having internal experiences all the time that we are forgetting about. It all starts imaginary. It all starts as an internal experience. The re- the world is just a reflection of how we all feel about ourselves. There's nothing else. We hate each <clears throat> other. We are separate. We are afraid of each other. We kill each other. We are hurting each other. Look at yourself. How do you feel about yourself? It's yeah, just a big I, reflection. I just went and had a healing session with this guy. He's from France, Olivier Floran, I believe is how you say his name. And I wrote this down because it was so life-changing for me. Am I creating this or is this the hand of God? So he was explaining it to me, like, if you're arguing with someone, are you creating this in your reality from, you know, like inside, or is this teaching you a lesson? Um, There's certain, he explained it so well. I mean, he's really good. And um, it changed me by the, the way that that I think about things. I saw that everything around me started to change. I really didn't have a great relationship with my father from a small age. I didn't care about him at all. I started changing and he started calling me and texting me, and having breakfasts with me. And the other day, out of the blue, he texted me to see what I was doing. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized that I am healing my wounds from inside. And 
it's just shutting light around everything in my world. And it was so amazing to me. And then this guy said that, and I was like, whoa. It's like when the light bulb goes off. And it's profound to me because I never, you can be told and told and told. And I think, Melissa, and I have talked about this before. You have to find the right person that it resonates when they say something and you're like, boom, it's there. And he, when he said that to me, it was like, whoa. Yeah. And that's one of the things that it was coming to me yesterday, too, with, I mean, there's this one part in my life that I'm really going to sit, I've been sitting down with it the last few days to really push through. But when I'm thinking back to my 20-year-old me versus my me now, I could still be the same if I didn't start doing the work internally that I'm doing. Because that looking back at the, my life then and who I was, everything was just continuously giving me reasons to be that way until I chose to be differently, which was hate myself, depressed, anxious, didn't have friends, no one likes me, I suck. And back then I did have some friends and this and that, but it was like they would bail on me all the time or this or that because I was holding the perspective that I suck. Energy is so powerful. That you could be saying whatever you want with your words, but subconsciously we're all communicating by energy first. That's why when you see the billionaire who has all the things and the stuff, if you really pay attention to what their energy is, just because they have a lot of stuff, they're still depressed. Like, I'm not saying all billionaires are depressed. I'm just saying that one particular one, just because they have all the things doesn't mean internally they're okay, you know? And like, so you'll start to feel weird or... When you're noticing that person that's super nice, but is that fake nice? And you're just like, something's off about them. I just can't tell. Energy. It's their energy because they are putting on a facade. So whatever our dictating energy is, it's what's going to dictate our reality. So that's where we need to go in and start to change things. Because for me, my whole life has been a human experiment since I started to see the change and the shift. Where I was 10 years ago, where I am now, they are completely different people, completely different. No one wanted to be around me 10 years ago. Now people love being around me, but I love being around myself. Like I, for the first, like when I was sitting on my couch yesterday and I was just sitting there, I didn't have the TV on, I didn't have any music. I was just sitting in silence and breathing. And I said to myself internally for the, in a very big way for the first time was like, I love being around you. Like, I just love being you. And it's when I start to interact with other people, then I start to notice different things of, like, where I'm still, like, maybe insecure or questioning myself or angry about things because that's what our relationships are. They're very much just us interacting with ourselves and helping us to release energy or grow or evolve or whatever. But I finally got to a place now because I used to be terrified to be alone with myself literally terrified, like need to have music playing, need to have a TV show on, need to be talking to someone. Now I love it. Like I genuinely enjoy being with myself because I have created that love and light internally where I could just drop into that peace. So it's so exactly what you said. It is doing the inner work 
and believing in that because that is going to change and cleansing your energy and working on the stuff. And that is what's going to change your life mm-hmm. in like yeah. a way that you don't understand it until you experience it. Like you're saying, and I know you personally. And so any the, when you first told me like, cause we were doing some work together mm-hmm. at the time and we were dealing with like your mother wound, your father, when we were coming up with, we were unscripting the script that you had. And then the one session you were like, my dad asked me if I wanted to go to breakfast. Yes. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's because the work internally was being done. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I, it, it's amazing. Yeah. I could see them in a different light. And it made all the difference in the world, just like the meditations you put me through and just the, the ideas you, you know, gave me to look at them in, at a different angle. And I was like, so I do that with everyone now, like even people that have hurt me, I, you know, I go back, I didn't make a list, but that's a good thing. I'm going to have a fire, but, um, I've had some trouble with other people in the past and I look at them in a different light. What have they been through? You know, at them as a small child, we didn't come into this world hateful. We were kind of made that way by our surroundings and what we were brought into. And so I just kind of look at it that way and, and don't take things so personally as I used to before it was all like, I'm not enough. Why are they mad at me? Oh my God, what can I do? What can I do to make them happy? I'll sell my soul for you if you want me to. And then now that I'm like, that's on them. That's how they feel. That's not me. They have to work through their issues. It is, it's been life-changing. To say the least, life-changing for me. It does change. It changes everything. Perspective is is everything, you know? Mm -hmm. When you're in it, when you're just so far in it in the drama and everybody around you is acting away and you're playing into it with them and they're doing things to you and then you're doing things back to them and you're doing all that stuff. It just doesn't feel good. But when you're in it, it seems like sometimes it does feel good. You know, but then when you start to step back and you start to do the work, you know, and you can look at a different, like you said, at a different angle, you're looking at them as like, oh, I'm going to see them then as a a traumatized nine-year-old, which I know maybe they went through something or whatever, another, you know, the other person, you could just see them as something other than the person that's doing this to me Mm -hmm. and how they're making me feel you know, and putting all of that, you know, angst and everything into it. And it is, it's just stepping back and taking a larger view of the situation and just, you know, coming up with, well, maybe there's a reason things are going on like this. Well, maybe it has, and and what am I playing? What part am I playing with this as well? That's the other thing. We always have to, you know, point the finger back at ourselves, you know, too, and saying, okay, well, what am I doing here? to help this situation, anything, or am I just getting right into it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, finding a reason to hate them and, you know, want to keep it going because of whatever, you know, it's like all of these different things that we have to ask ourselves. 
that's the energy of the the suppression of emotions too like if you're angry and you want to work out that anger you're gonna find someone in your external whether it's a cat a dog a car the person in front of you your mom your child if you're angry and you are storing so much of that then you're going to find plays that you can be the angry character acting that out or if you really feel like you're the victim of your life you're going to set up daily plays where you're working out scenes where you're the victim and then you're calling someone up and being like see i told you they don't like me and it's like because you're telling it's kind of like based on our last podcast or where the stories where if you tell yourself a story over and over that's the character that you're playing so if you, that's why it's so important to feel your feelings and to feel into who you truly want to be so that way the story can start to change because like for you, Michelle, when you started to be honest with yourself about your feelings, because you were just like, well, I'll just keep doing more so that way that maybe my dad will love me more. You were just had to keep doing more and keep doing more and keep doing more. And then you were still getting the same thing because you were telling yourself, I need to keep doing more in order for him to love me. And then you finally told yourself, I'm enough. My dad should just love me. Now he's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's because and then not only did you just switch the story. You were meditating and crying and feeling and being honest and being like, wow, my dad was kind of a dick. Like, and you never fully like really let yourself say that, you know? And then mm -hmm. finally, it's when we accept too. That's why I'm trying to get to this point of like acceptance of this particular pattern that I'm moving through. Because as soon as you reach real, not like I'm accepting, I'm accepting, I'm accepting, like forcing, and then you're really not accepting. But when you reach a real level of acceptance, shift immediately. Yeah. It just starts, your whole reality changes. It's not fairy tale. It's not magical thinking. It's not woo-woo. It is reality. Like, mm -hmm. I have seen it. You have seen it. You have seen it. People that come on this podcast and have discussions have seen it. It's not something that we're trying to promise this magical fairyland of go within and love and light it genuinely go within love yourself spread light within yourself because your reality will change and i will put my hand on whatever holy book you could even come for me if it doesn't work because then i'll sit there and say you're not let's do it together because it will work <laughs> like, that's the whole thing is like i will vow to my dying breath that that's how it works yes yes I used to drive past my father's house because I live like I don't know five minutes down the road from him and every time I drove past his house I would say I forgive you I forgive you I forgive you did it work I don't know but when I started doing the inner child work with you is when I truly truly forgave him I could see him and I started talking to him about his past and he doesn't want to talk about his past so right there you know he he can remember baseball games he played when he was 16 years old and you know this and that and hunting and stuff but talk about his past no so then we were talking and I got we were in an in-depth conversation and he said to me, and I kid you not, I just started bawling. He goes, you're enough. You've always been enough. And I went, 
what did you say? That was one of my major, and I'm getting goosebumps, major issues in my life is that I never felt I was good enough. And for him to come out and say that to me out of the blue was like, I need it. I think I, I, I needed that or I, I, I don't know, but I was floored and it works. Yeah. It really, <laughs> really works. I, I just want to cry. So I'm not going to. Yeah. Talk and that's like, well, that's our tagline of this podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could cry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get two shirts made up and it's going to say that on the back. The guy's like the medicine woman. I could cry. Yeah. <laughs> but really though, that's like, you know, because you be, you started to believe that about yourself internally and subconsciously, and then externally, the one person that you needed to hear that from said it in the external mm -hmm. world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that is like, whoo. That's huge. Yeah. That is huge. And it just goes to show what the internal work does for you. You know, you're mm -hmm. not going to get anything that you want by working in the external world because it's an illusion. You're just not. You know, people need to start to realize that it is all internal. It is all sitting and doing that hard stuff, really looking at the ugly stuff that's going on in there and the beliefs that you have and and you know shining the light on those things until they're they are burned up until that you can say i love myself you know i'm i'm rocking you know i'm pretty i'm pretty freaking awesome and yeah there's still some stuff and it always you know we're humans it's just stuff and then we can walk out into the external world and be human and play the play you know, do the things that we and then want you wanna to do. You want to play the nice, like when you get real with yourself, you don't want to go out there and kick a dog. Right. You know what I'm saying you want to go yeah. out there and I'm generous. I want to give things away and I want to love more and I want to be nicer. And I want to show just people what kindness truly is. And I want to set boundaries and I want to yeah. say no. And, and it, you're still human. There's not yeah. this like, I mean, there is this, uh, but yeah. it's like you still have other experiences that are happening. And like, that's what it means to be a spiritual being having a human experience is to always bring that into what you're doing. And of course, if you're in a traffic jam, no one better call me because I'm probably flipping out because like I hate <laughs> sitting in traffic. If I'm sitting in traffic for 10 minutes, I am a human being having a human experience. Yeah. I've tried to bring my spirituality in. I'm getting better and better at it. Yeah. But some things are just going to annoy you. Yeah. And that's okay. But it's really is just allowing that internal and just acknowledging that you have an internal world. And there's so much going on in there. Yeah. And you don't. You don't want to bring out the anger and the the ugliness when you're burning that up inside. You know, then you walk out into the world and that's just not what what you're made of anymore. That's not what's taking up all the space internally. You still have little things in there, you know, that you're working on or whatever. But I mean, I find myself every time I go out into the world thinking, oh man, what can I send light love to here? Who can, who needs help now? You know what I mean? Like just looking at people on the street, I want to smile at someone. Because I'm feeling all of this love internally and this light internally. 
and there's not as much darkness in there anymore. And I just want to share it out here. So that's another thing, the internal work, if we do individually on an individual level, then collectively coming together, we only want to help one another. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing. That's a byproduct of the internal work is yes. the collective becomes a better place. This world will become a better place. If every one of us dispels the demons, you know, internally, then we're going to come out here and be like, Hey, what's up? You know? Yeah. Awesome. I'm awesome. Yeah. I, I got in a car accident, um, a few weeks ago and we were sitting at a red light and somebody rammed into the back of us. My first reaction was jump out of that damn car and I'm just going to throw down. My car just got paid off. I love my car to death. Why would you not be paying attention? And it was like a knee jerk reaction. And I got out and I saw the person because she is a human being. And I felt it immediately dissipated. And I felt love for her and I wanted to make sure she was okay as well. And we sat there and we talked and I realized at that point that I had changed inside because growing up, all I knew was anger, frustration. That's how you deal with things. But when I felt the shift inside me for that other human being that was there that went through the same thing. Whether she looked down, looked away, she made a mistake. I know she didn't say, I want to get that bitch right now. I'm going to slam in the back of her car, you know. Um, It was it was amazing to me how I reacted and to see the change in myself and the love for other humans, even though some days I don't even want to go outside to deal with other humans. But um, yeah, that was, that was an eye-opening experience myself. And how did that end up being for both of you just to see each other in a human experience? Did she soften? Was, you know what I mean? Like she was, well, yeah, she was very, very nice. She was an elderly woman. And she's like, and she's like, because I kept saying, are you okay? Because, you know, it hurt me when I, when she ran in the back of me and I'm probably like 30 years younger than her. So that had to put a real blow on her body. So I was really worried about her and she's like, oh, you're so sweet. You're so kind, you know? And I, I was truly worried for her well-being. In fact, I thought about calling her, you know, because I have all her information. But I thought, I don't know, is that stalking? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But, yeah. but I in really, our society, I, it's like, yeah, of course, call her and see how she is, you know, because it's a connection. It's somebody that you. But in our society, we're like, oh, we don't want to become come off as stalkers. I mean, what's yeah. That all about? I know, I know. I just want to make sure she's okay because yeah, I keep thinking about her all the time. Yeah. Because I know I'm going through some, you know, my back and neck are not doing the greatest right now. So I can't imagine how she feels. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's a huge difference. That's a huge mm-hmm. difference in how you 
would be approaching it. Mm-hmm. Because anyone other other could have been like that dumb lady and I don't even care and I bet you she like you know what I mean people could just be doing that because they just have but you said the perfect thing because I think so many of us are so unconscious about what energy we grew up in Mm -hmm. so you grew up in frustration and anger is how we handle everything so you were that was your first instinct and that's what most of our first instincts are going to be is the the how we grew up the energy that we grew up in because there's so many times that Because I didn't grow up necessarily in anger, frustration. I kind of grew up in like, well, we're going to try to figure out what's wrong. What do they need help? So even if I'm angry or frustrated, I automatically go to let's save the other person because my energy was watching more of the adults kind of like, I guess mostly my mom try to save everyone that was around me. So immediately I'm like, self-sacrifice, I'll lay on the mud puddle, you walk all over me. Now I have to internally be like, hey. We're not going to self-sacrifice and let people walk all over you in a mud puddle, are we? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that was a huge thing. You just said it right there. Your first immediate thing, anger, frustration. Then you were like checked in with yourself, breathed. Who am I really? You chose who you were and the situation went completely different. And I think that is a beautiful representation of what all of our experiences do for us and how we will have to, especially when we're making these changes have to kind of stop and say, this is what I know, but what do I want to do here? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a conscious choice. That's the whole thing. We're choosing every moment how we're showing up in this world. And eventually it just becomes who you are, but it's in that interim, you know, you're, you were here and now you're moving into who you're going to be with, it's just going to be automatic, but in between we have to choose, 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 you know? And that, that's just perfect how you, how you describe that, you know? So really you can look at, okay, well, what, you know, was this, this was for me. So they, the universe set this up so that I could see my progress so that I would know where I was at as a human being. So this accident was actually wonderful for me. Well, I did. I mean, we sat there and talked about it and I'm like, Okay, so we're not victims because I'm done with the victim thing. I'm looking at this as lessons or I'm just looking for lessons, I guess, and seeing what the real big picture is. And I never thought of it that way, what you just said. And that makes perfect sense to the universe going, hey, you have changed. Give yourself some credit now. Yeah, You know, where sometimes I don't give myself enough credit for as much as I have changed. Like, you know, Sydney, you said, you know, you're going into a new era and you're not where you were in your, you know, back then. I guess I am the same way. I've, I've come leaps and bounds and I just don't give myself enough credit yeah. for that. It's hard sometimes when we're in it. We're so close to ourselves that, you know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. why sometimes the external validation is good as long as we believe it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Michelle, oh my God, I've seen, and I have, I've seen you forever. I've known you since I was born, since you were born. I was born a year before you, but I've known you since you were born. And I have seen every pretty much aspect of your life or heard about parts of it. But man, 
you like, uh, I'm so inspired by you every day. Now I get so inspired about how quickly you were moving through this stuff. And you're, you're, you flew past me. I mean, I don't even know, like months ago, you're just like, Michelle's over here doing all the things. And I'm like, Whoa, look at her go. And before I was your teacher and now you're teaching me all kinds of stuff, you know? And it's just, that's the whole thing is like, sometimes <laughs> it's nice to see that, you know, from an external, but it's mm-hmm. still only you telling yourself, you know, because <laughs> we, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you can get into all that whole thing. You're the only one here. But anyway, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see. You know, and I want to when... remind all of us too that we live in a society that doesn't want us to love ourselves. So even when we get to a place where, because when we love ourselves, everything's going to go well. Yeah. There, the, the current society was built in a different type of energy and it was built on the energy of fear. Fear and lack and what can I get? And now we're slowly transitioning into a more love and community and collaboration and how can we support each other? And that's going to take a little bit of time, but that's why it feels so uncomfortable to hear compliments and to accept us where we're at because Mm -hmm. then we're more of society is still in the lack mentality and still in the hate yourself because as soon as you, when you hate yourself, everyone gathers around and then we can all talk about how we hate ourselves because it's just how society is like for example I went on a girls trip and there was a point where we all started to like rag on our own bodies because that's what girls do when they get together but if one of us was like I'm hot and sexy the other girls would be like mm-hmm, like get upset or frustrated so it's like you start to go with the energy that is that's going to make you feel safe Because if you're someone that stands out in the crowd as I love myself and I'm proud of myself, there will be this eye that kind of turns at you. One, they want to know what you're doing, but it's almost like, well, they're just conceited, aren't they? Or they're just this. So then you're like, no, I don't. I'm not cool. I don't love myself. I'm, I hate myself too, guys. Like, you know, because then Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you can fit in. So we, we're going to feel uncomfortable when we start to love ourselves. And that's something that I have to constantly remind myself. And it's not something that, like, I need to go and egoically say, but I'm no longer going to hide my love for myself either because I'm hoping that by truly authentically loving myself and just, like, for example, um, on Instagram, I'm starting to share my authentic self, like, who, how I want to look and be portrayed and dress and, like, the things that I do by myself and those types of things because that's me loving myself now in a genuine way and I'm hoping that that inspires people to love themselves in their own way so there will be a difference there but it there is this energy of it's not okay to love yourself and I think that if we remind ourselves of that we can just start to see that as that's just fear saying wait a minute I'm no longer in control of you so come back when love will not make you feel that way when you love yourself it's kind of like what we're just saying it's noticing the dark places being able to be upset at traffic and just saying i got you regardless or getting in a car accident and just saying are you okay i'm okay are you okay like that we can just start to allow those and then checking in with yourself and loving yourself through that process and how far you've come it's okay for us to succeed and it's okay for us to acknowledge how far we've come we have this whole stretch of life. Are we perfect? We're never going to be perfect. 
And that's something that I have to continuously tell myself because we live in a day and age where everyone looks perfect and the movie stars are perfect and the Instagram models are perfect. And that person that you're comparing your business to is doing it perfectly, but you've never talked to them. So you don't really know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Because we have, because they have the perfect website. I'm telling you, I've gone to perfect websites and talked to the perfect practitioner just to realize they're just like me. Mm -hmm. they're, they're struggling or they're doing this or they have a lack of mentality or they're afraid of something. You know what I mean? So it's okay to acknowledge how far we've come and it's okay to love ourselves because that is what's going to be those, those posts of progress that's going to allow us to get to the next post. But if we keep saying, I'm, I, nope, nope, I suck. Like, no, no, keep, look away, look away. Then we're never going to fulfill what it is that we came here to fill, which is to love ourselves. So that's just kind of like this big download that came because I too will push away when people compliment me or like, you've done so much work. I'm like, I could do more. I got my whole, I'm only <laughs> yes, 30 yes. guys. I got some more in me, but it's like, let's acknowledge because it's kind of the second hand coin of the acceptance. It's accepting yourself, acknowledging. So that way you can get to that next level. But if you keep saying like, no, I didn't, I haven't progressed, then you're just going to stay in that place. And I just want to remind us all and all of our listeners that some of this is going to be, you're going to have to be uncomfortable because society is one energy and we're co-creating a new energy. And that anytime there's newness, there's anxiety, there's excitement, there's overwhelm, there's this, there's that. It's like you're planning that that vacation, right? So it's like, let's allow ourselves to plan that vacation and actually go on the vacation, not just plan it. Yeah. And start to celebrate too. That kind of yeah. just hit me is like, you know, when you reach those markers and you notice them, we can celebrate ourselves and just be give ourselves a little yoo-hoo, you know, or we can celebrate one another. And when you notice things like that about other people say, hey, look at you, look at you going. I'm so excited and happy for you. You know, send somebody a little, little note and just tell them, let them know that you see it, their progress. Yeah. Woo. Woo Love it. So I did want to talk to Michelle too, a little bit about, um, what she's got going on, you are um, set up in a um, in a space where you do uh, Reiki, you do IET, you do Aroma Touch, um, and that's in uh, what is it, Shenango Bridge? You do that? Mm -hmm. Yep. You do all that. Yeah. Yep. And and she's so good at it. Anytime I need a little bit of something, I just say Michelle. I call her up. <laughs> Fit me Has in. my mom come in yet? Has my mom made an appointment yet? No, not yet. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody that's listening to this that lives in our area and even distance stuff, Michelle can do distance stuff as well. Um, I'm gonna not only her... distance stuff, but her products. Oh, yeah. And her, her potions. Her potions are like. I use the ooh. smokeless smudge spray every day when I come home after working with clients. And I just spritz. And. I'm also coming out with a book. I think I mentioned it, Cleanse Your Energy. And a lot of the stuff that I write in there about like the salts and the aura cleansing and the smokeless smudge spray, like I'm even putting a section in there because to, for your products, you already know because I mm -hmm. told you and I asked you, um, 
so that way people can find those too or forms of that type of thing or like similar areas like if you know someone already that makes that but her website will kind of show you what it is that I'm talking about yeah we'll put all that in the show notes talk about your potions a little bit like what how do you make those they just some things I research with my oils for certain specialty um like if you have pain so I go to, you know, like three or four um, major oils that work with pain. And then I take and I use people that have that certain pain and I ask them to use my product before I sell it. Because I want to make sure when I'm selling it, I'm selling you something that actually works. Um, and so I have you know, digestion, I have pain, I have arthritis, ADHD. Oh, yeah, ADHD. Yeah. In fact, when I, um, my dog was hit and killed in the road. And I came right before she passed away. I might cry here. So, you know, but it's a good thing. Um, I could see her looking at me and it kept playing over and over in my head. And this helps with PTSD also. So I'm like, I can't get her look out of my face. I meditated on it. I prayed, I tapped, I, I just did everything possible. And I thought, what are you doing? You made a potion for PTSD. Why don't you try it on yourself? And I was like, whoa, Okay. And I'm telling you, it worked. It, you know, it helped me. I put it right under my nose and then I just poured it all over me. And it has, it was amazing. It really, really helped me. So I just think up things that would help me in my life and other people. And then I just research the oils and then I, I mix them. Nice. And you add crystals to some of them. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I charge them under the full moon. Yeah, you do and Reiki. I also I reiki them, mm-hmm. and I use um, blessed moon water. Nice. I always put my water out, and the divine essence spray that I made. I went to a psychic fair this weekend, and a lady bought one, and she was doing uh, a quantum touch, and she started spraying it all over. <laughs> And so she'd have one person come and then she'd spray it. She's like, oh my God, I just love this smell. (laughs) And so then another lady came over. She goes, what's that smell? (laughs) So she bought one. I was like, oh, that's what I got to do. I just got to, because it smells really good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. I love those potions. And you sell like boxes. What do you call those? Um, It all depends. Um. Like I have a self-love one. I have a protection one. Um, I have an abundance one. So I choose the oil for abundance. And then I put um, citrine uh, crystals in the bottom of that. And then I put in a selenite stick, a big piece of uh, citrine. Um, And then I give you cards about what they're about, how you can use them. And I also am now, 
I just started this, a roller of the month club. Nice. So for one price, you get a roller each month. You get 20% off any of my other products. And you get like an information card with that. And there's three different categories. So you can have like for your holistic cabinet, instead of a medicine cabinet, I say holistic cabinet, um, like for digestion, for like a headache or cooling off or something like that. And then I have the specialties for more advanced like rheumatoid arthritis, um, you know, extra pain relief. There's all different categories. And I list some of those on my website. And um, then I have like chakra spiritual. So I have energy protection. I have, you know, intuition. I have all the chakras that you can help. So it's, you would just randomly get one a month. They won't double for the whole year unless you want it. Like say you, you have the grounding blend and you want, you go through it in a month. You can shoot me a text and say, Hey, I want, I want the grounding again. I like that so much. Cause that's one of my best sellers is the grounding one. Yeah. Cause we need it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I would send that to you again. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love her, her potions and all the sprays and the blends and the, all of that stuff. And it works. You know, I use a lot. I use oils constantly every day. Oh, I of use my life. the self-love everyone before I go to sleep. The one that you sent me. And then I carry the protection one around in my purse. So when I'm going into places where I'm like, I know I'm going to need this. Yeah. I do it. I use the energy protection before I go into one of my sessions, just so I don't, because I kind of tend to pick up energy sometimes. So I just protect myself with that. And I use the intuition before I go into my session. So I use them all the time too. Nice. And yeah, they smell so good. They do. They do smell They're good. amazing. I'm going to put all of the information to get a hold of uh, you in the show notes. So anybody that's interested in learning more about that and uh, grabbing a few of those, that's where that's going to be. All right. Well, I'm pretty much done. Um, if anybody else has anything to say. My birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. That's right. Sid's birthday's tomorrow. And so when you get 50 six. text messages from me tomorrow morning, don't be surprised. No, 30. 30. I'll only do 30. 30. Oh, jeez. <laughs> going to make me look bad. <laughs> I won't send 30 of them probably. It'll be all right. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm excited. This year, I'm going to allow people to wish me happy birthday. Usually I'm like, mm, whatever. But <laughs> starting off 30 in my soft, loving, receiving era. So yeah, nice. Thanks for all the birthday wishes in advance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, this is the first birthday I'm actually glad to be alive, which is huge. Yay. It is huge. Uh, awesome. It's amazing. Like a crack. Well, thanks, Michelle, for showing up for us today um, like that on the spot. And just know that in the future, we'll probably be doing that with you more. Just saying, Michelle, get online. <laughs> so always be ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's what being our number one fan is. As soon as I wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Be ready. Be you ready. claim to be our biggest fan. So now That's you right. got to deal with the, <laughs> the celebrity-ness right. of it. <laughs> All right. I think I can handle it. And I am your number one fan. 
If there, anyone thinks differently, let's talk. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And thanks everybody else out there for showing up for us today. And we're going to see you next time. Love All you. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you would like to find out more about Ticino Dandelion Tea or Michelle Covert's potions, there are links in the show notes. And if you get a free moment, make your feelings known and review the show. Thanks again, and we will see you next time. <laughs>